Welcome back to Eating Adventures, a food search exploring must eats in notable restaurants. What are up? I'm Chloe. And I'm Haley. And welcome to part two of our Obvious Alike Midwinter Break Season 2 series. Last week, Haley and I talked about our first half and last half of our Midwinter Break trips. She went to Utah and I went to New York. And in this episode, I'll be talking about the rest of my Utah trip, and Chloe... I'll be talking about my Ghana trip. So it's going to be a blast. Okay, let's start with you, Chloe. What did you do when you first arrived to Ghana? Or, like, how was... Actually, let's go back. How was your flight to Ghana? It was a very long travel day. I think it took us around 24 hours from Seattle to Ghana. Since we had a six-hour layover in Amsterdam... Did you just sit in the airport for six hours? Unfortunately, yes. That's horrible. But after like a 11-hour flight from Seattle to Amsterdam, it was like a good break. Yeah, I can see that. The Amsterdam airport is actually so nice. So it's kind of just like chilling. I call it the Ikea airport because it looks like Ikea, you know? Yeah, interesting. It also just has like so many things. I remember walking through it and there was like a bunch of designer shops And Mm -hmm. just so many things you could do. I do have to say that they should get another Starbucks in that airport because the one that we did go to, we had to wait like half an hour just to order. Why would you? Why would you wait half an hour? Well, we had six hours. Okay, yeah, I guess (laughs) we had nothing to do. So you just say, yeah, that's funny. Um, that was a good break for our next um flight to Ghana from Amsterdam, which took around six hours. That's Again. not too bad, I guess. Yeah. What did you do on these flights? Did you just sleep? Um, I tried to sleep for most of them, but for the one from Amsterdam to Ghana, I tried to stay awake since when we landed, it was around like 8 p.m., so I wanted to sleep and get like yeah. used to their schedule, Fight their the time zone. I, I think I just watched shows on the plane. I did sleep a little. Very fun. But I unfortunately could not watch... Outer Banks, because it, it wasn't out yet, but you could have read the a book, but no, no, no. What did you do when you first arrived to Ghana? Like, how was your first day? It was super fun. So when we landed, we drove to, like, a house. Not really, like, a house. It's not a hotel, not a house. Like an inn, maybe. Like a guest house, maybe. Okay. Let's call it a guest house. And it was kind of by the coast, so the next morning we went to the national park since we were pretty close to that, and they had these suspension bridges, and they were very high up, which was kind of scary, but they were fun. And then after that, we went to the slave castle for a little history lesson. It was really sad to see. We went down in the dungeons... And then saw, like, the rooms that slaves were held in. It was, like, a really small room, and then 200 people were packed in it. They told us they had no sunlight, like, little windows to see, and they were locked in there for around, like, three months. Yeah, I think it's one thing to, like, be told, like, a brief history about it in class. Because, like, you're not really, it's not really, like, as impactful as actually going there, of course. And so it was probably crazy to see. I don't think the textbook explains how badly people were like something held we really like gloss over i feel like we don't really go in depth because it's such a serious topic mm-hmm. 
I feel like it's like so well known, but at the same time, it's not. It's yeah. not like people know very little about what actually happened. But to be there was something else. But after that, we had our first Ghanaian meal of red bread and fried plantains. Yum, yummy. I think Richard on Richard. one of our other Best interviews, um, I think last year talked about this. This Wait, can meal. Can you do an overview of what red bread is? It's kind of like a stew with beans, tomatoes. Um, we had it with chicken, fried chicken, peas. And then, like I said, we ate plantains with it on the side. They were fried plantains, but somehow they were super sweet. I don't know how. But... Maybe caramelized. Maybe. From there, we started our next leg of the journey. I think it was around a four-hour drive. And we went to the Sokpoi village to do a welcoming ceremony with the village. And what did that consist of? Um, lots of singing, dancing, um, just kind of them showing that, like, you're welcome in the village, thank you for coming, and, like, feel at home. That's awesome. Yes. Very happy vibes. And how about your first day in Utah? Um, well, like, continuing off from where we left off, this day was our first day at Park City, and there was some new snow, four inches, I think, and it was... Our first full day with my mom and my brother, and then also my uncle arrived from Denver to snowboard um, with us. And yeah, it was a great day, super fun. Um, we were talking about this, me and my dad, but we were talking about how we like Park City better because it's like the biggest resort in the U.S. So there's so many runs, so many lifts, um, and I think we enjoy it more than Deer Valley because there's just more variety and there's more things to do. So yeah, it was really fun exploring Park City trying out different the different parts of the mountain and just going on some really pretty and enjoyable runs um and then for dinner that day we ate at this place called Ban Thai and it has like this really cool wall it's like a wall with like B-A-A-N their name in leaves and like in flowers so Super it was so cool. pretty yeah I just love their decor and it was just very pretty and clean um, half of my review is always going to be the environment. Like, if it doesn't have, like, happy or, like, safe, good space when you're eating, then it's just not going to be as good. Like, that's what I've always found. It's not like if it's the decor is pretty. It's just, like, if, um, if, like, the environment feels welcoming, you know? Yeah. Decor? Yeah, and the environment. Just, like, the people Gen- around <laughs> you, the staff... <laughs> Okay, say it again, say it again. The environment. What? The the what? The environment. What's another word for decorations? The decor. Do you not say decor? No. Does no one say decor? I say decor all the time. No, 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 no. Anyways, yeah, just just those type of um, spaces are always the best, I think. And then we just got, like, the standard Thai dishes, like pad thai, Pineapple fried rice. How was that? It was a little out there because I was reminded of like Vivian's bistro. And I was like, I want to try some pineapple fried rice. And yeah, it was solid. I think our new thing is pronunciation of words. Yeah, we said them a little bit differently. Bistro. Bistro. Vivian's bistro. Did I not say that? Bistro. Oh. My pronunciation changes based on like the context of the sentence. 
like, you know, sentences have, like, tone. So, like, if I want to say something in a different way to match the tone, I will say something in a different way. So you put tomatoes on your pizza? Yeah, but that doesn't match the tone of pizza. Tomatoes. Okay, sorry. Tomatoes. <laughs> tomatoes. Yeah, anyways, Thai food, a good break from all, like, the burgers, fries, sandwiches. Do you, you think know. pineapple belongs on fried rice? I think it does if done right. Like, you don't want it, the rice to become, like, soggy or the pineapple to become, like, soggy. Fried. Yeah. Like, you want it to be a good balance, which is why I really want to try the fried rice um, at Vivian's, because I think they would do a good job at making pineapple fried rice. And the presentation is I know, cause they very put well put it, together. They put in half a pineapple, mm-hmm. so elevates the dish 100%. Okay, and then we also got pad siu, of course, and red curry. So you just a mix of different things, and it was very yum. How was the red curry? Was it like a spicy kind of curry? It was a little spicy. Um, the dishes at this Thai place weren't super spicy because I think it was catered to um, Americans um, and not like... Because I think if it was too spicy, people wouldn't enjoy it as much. And yeah, that was basically like my first day at Park City. Oh yeah, and FYI, Deer Valley and Park City are like right next to each other. We stayed at a condo in Deer Valley, but they have these really cool like free buses um, that are like electric that take you to each resort. So we just hopped on those when we were skiing at Park City. Very fun. Yes. How was your first day at the the Sokpoi Village? Um, so the Sokpoi village... Sokpoi village? Bro, is... you have to catch me. <laughs> no, that's, like, pretty close. Um, the Sokpoi village is a fishing village, so we had lots of good fish for lunch. Um, Pescatarian. Yes. Um, I think for my gone trip, I'm gonna do a more by meals, and, like, just the kind of food we eat, because I honestly don't remember when I had what on what day. That's totally okay. Um... But the first thing that I will talk about is their fish. They like to fry their fish. During our entire stay in Ghana, this person named Ivy, she was like our cook. Not like a private chef, but like she's the one who's like cooking all our food. Um, And she makes really good food. And one of those meals was fish. We had that with baked cassava. She kind of has like a mild taste. It's kind of starchy, but I think it was fried. So it was like crunchy. And then in Ghana, they use that to sprinkle it on like their fish meats whatever um that was super good and then another thing that i really liked that i didn't have on my last time that i was in ghana um was their egg rolls um i had it with vegetables lettuce carrots chicken and that was super good super interesting that they make egg rolls in ghana i thought it was more like like every culture has their own like version of version of egg rolls yeah i think we talked about that before but this is just further evidence of that Kind of reminded me of, like, an Asian egg roll. But it was still, nonetheless, very good. Ivy makes this really good red sauce. And I think it has, like, tomatoes, onions. It's kind of spicy. And then we usually eat that with jollof rice, if I'm saying that correctly. Um, Which is different than white rice, brown rice. The rice that we eat here in America. Um, It's kind of, it's a longer grain. And then I think that to add some flavor... They add um, tomatoes to make it like a reddish orange color. And then you can also eat that with whatever. Very yum. Um, Have you ever stayed in this village before or did you stay in a different village last time? 
This time um, was my first time in this village. Last time I stayed at a village that was a little more inland, uh, a little more rural. But this last trip, we did go visit that same village, which was really fun to see all the people again and all That's that awesome. they've accomplished in um, four so, years. Soap Boy is like right next to the water, so you were just right next to the ocean every day. Mm-hmm. That sounds very cool. Um, for all of our meals, we went back to the kind of like base camp. Um, and we were eating outside because in Ghana, it was like 90-ish degrees plus oh, humidity. It's really hot. They don't have working AC. Um, so I think it was good that we were by the river so we could get like kind of that breeze yeah. that comes by it. Because then it would have been so hot if you were just like in the middle of mm-hmm. land with like no breeze. Yes. But that sounds awesome. How you, did you ever try like helping her make dishes, or was she just making? Was she like the main cook? No, she was the main person. Um, last time we did this really cool cooking thing with the people from the village. So we went to like their house and then made a meal with them. We made dinner, I think, um, and then we kind of like split up into groups and did that. My mom and I were in a group and we made the okra stew. Oh. With, I think, Fufu. All of Richard's faves. Yes. Did you see Richard this time around? I did. He was kind of busy, not going to lie. But there are other team members from the organization I went with that were with us. That's awesome. And how about day two in Utah? Um, So this day we went to Deer Valley, swap back. With their fancy food. I think this day it dumped a lot. Like, it was like 20 inches or something. And f- lots of snow. Lots of getting stuck in the snow. Lots of falling. Having to get out. I think this was the day that my brother lost his ski. So he really wanted to go down a black diamond. And I was like, fine, I'll go with you. Because, like, he can't go by himself. So then I was going. And then he was going behind me. Because I usually fall sometimes. Um, and then... I stop, and then he's behind me, and, like, he has his skis off. I'm like, oh, my God, what happened? And then he lost one of his skis, the dude. And that's actually very bad because the snow is so deep that, that the ski he lost was, like, buried under it, and he couldn't find it. He couldn't find it. So I was standing there for an hour waiting for him to find it because he had to, like, ask people coming down to help him. And then finally these really, really nice guys, like took their skis off and helped him dig for it and he finally found it he was actually so lucky because sometimes when you lose your skis in that deep of powder you just like can't find it like i even called ski patrol because like we've been standing there for so long and they were gonna come down and bring him down but thank god he found it because that wasn't so bad can you buy like single skis or would he have to buy like a whole new pair he would have to buy a whole new pair and just so inconvenient oh my god i can't believe that still happened did it just like pop off his foot yeah, I think he was going straight through the powder, and then his ski got stuck or something, and then he just... Yeah, yeah lol. Fun, fun. Yeah, fun, fun. When you said that at first, I thought you meant, like, he was sitting on the lift, and then it just, like, no, fell no, off no, his no, foot. No. <laughs> that would have been bad, too. Um, but I don't think that's ever happened to anybody. I've never seen that happen before. But that would have been unique. And then, for lunch that day, Dear Rally has, like, they're very fancy food, you know. And I got a pulled pork sandwich, and it was so good. Like, you know, usually ski food, very mid. But this pulled pork sandwich was so good. It's amazing. What um, was in it? Just pork? Or just did like it have pulled pickles? pork. I think there was pickles. And then there's a coleslaw on the side. Just, it was, it was better than I was expecting. So I was really surprised. How are their portion sizes in Utah? 
they're pretty big. It's, like, good for one person. Like, they don't give you too little or too much. I would say, like, it's even more than what they give you at, like, Crystal, the ski resort here. And then later that day for, like, as on our way back, we stopped by another lodge to get a little snack. So then I got, well, my mom got this pastry filled with cream, strawberries, like, raspberries. And on top, there was, like, these golden blueberries. So that was really cool. Yeah. It was, like, blueberries with, like, gold dust on it. It didn't taste any different, but it was fun. Have you seen that couture donut shop on TikTok? Yes, I have. Is it like that? Yeah, it's like that gold powder. Yeah. I don't remember where we ate for dinner the other day. Just kidding, no. For dinner the other day, my dad made food at home, so that's not very interesting. We had steak. That's good, though. Yeah. It was good to have, like, some homemade meal. So, yeah. That was my second day. Very fun. How about you next, Chloe? Okay. We had lots of fried chicken, lots of baked chicken, and also lots of stews um, for one of our dinner meals. Dinner meals. Um, we had an anchovy stew. Mm, I don't know if it's an anchovy. You know those little dried minnows that you see at like anchovies. markets? Mm-hmm. Maybe anchovies. Possibly anchovy stew. <laughs> that was super good. It's mostly anchovies. <laughs> it kind of tastes similar to the red sauce that I was describing. And then that's just kind of like mixed in there. I think we probably had that with like rice jollof rice we did not have okra stew this time but i know it's super popular in ghana we had it last time and i think richard's also talking about it and also taro fries i think they're taro fries yam fries fries. it's like a root fry not not a french fry so cool like i really want to try that they should do that at restaurants here like they should that would be so good was it good was the taro fries top notch it was it kind of tastes similar to a french fry we also did have French fries, which is not traditional food, but whatever. It wasn't, like, super greasy either. You know how some French fries can get, like, super oily? Mm-hmm. The taro fries weren't like that, but they were a lot more dense. Yeah, I can see that because taro is very starchy. Mm-hmm. But maybe if they, like, caramelized it, I feel like caramelized taro would be so good. Like, you know fried plantains and how, like, sometimes it's, like, it's caramelized it's like caramelized yeah. fried tart. That'd be fire. Another one of our meals, we had a super good pasta salad. Uh, it's also not a super traditional food in Ghana, but they did it different than us here. I think in that there were beans, pasta, lettuce, carrots. So more of like a vegetable pasta salad. Ooh, fancy. And one thing that I do want to say is that they use palm oil to cook a lot of their foods, which we don't have here in the U.S., I don't think. Because I remember when we got back from our last trip, my mom and I went to grocery stores looking for palm oil because we wanted to recreate some of the meals here, and we just couldn't find any. I mean, I feel like olive oil or any oil would be a solid substitute nonetheless. But does palm oil have, like, distinctive flavor? Kind of does. It has a really distinct color. It's like a bright red. It's so fun. But it was really cool that I think it was like towards the afternoon one of the days, we took a walk throughout the village and we came across these people who were processing the palm seeds. This lady was like at her house. She invited us in to see her wash it, cook it, and then like disassemble it to get the oil out of it. That's a cool process. It's nice how they make their own oil because you wouldn't think to do that, but Mm -hmm. they're very resourceful with everything that they have. 
It's cool how you got to learn about everything. Love it. Utah Day 3. Hey, this is like my favorite place because the restaurant we ate at for dinner this day was called The Eating Establishment, guys. Like, how good of a name is that? Like, that's so goals. It's like one step closer of us owning our own plaza. They just have to either take out the word establishment or add adventures instead, or they can just add adventures in between eating and establishment. Yes. The Eating Adventures establishment or the Eating Adventures. Any option would do. Okay, so this place, it had a very pretty exterior. Um, there was, like, a stained glass window with, like, the words Eating Establishment above their door, which I thought was, like, a nice little touch. And then inside, um, the decorations were very colorful. Lots of, like, cute little pillows for the sitting area and, um, like, red lights. Just very homey vibes. How was um, the food at eating establishment? I was going to get there, don't worry. Um, so you could actually order breakfast for dinner. Like, they served breakfast all day long, which I thought was really cool. And they had, like, so many options, um, despite the fact that they were, like, a pretty small restaurant. Um, so we started with their burrata with, like, these pickled tomatoes, I think, or, like, seasoned tomatoes and bread, which I just love burrata because it's, like, such a light um, appetizer, so you don't get, like, too full from eating it. And then I got, like, a cheesy ravioli, but then my mom, which I shared with her, she got, like, pancakes with, like, strawberries and blueberries, and that was so yummy. That's fun. I know. I just love eating breakfast dinner. Like, it's one of my favorite things. Like, I think everybody should do it more often. It just, like, makes your meal so much happier. Like, breakfast dinner, like, you're automatically going to have, like, a smile. You're going to, like, smile internally from eating it. Okay, if you could cook your own breakfast for dinner, what would you include in that meal? Either waffles or pancakes or French toast. And yeah, I don't know. I just love those three. How about you? Probably French toast, like you said. And then maybe some eggs, fruit. Oh, yeah. No orange juice. Chloe. No, not for breakfast. I love drinking orange juice. I like not breakfast times. Yes. It's very fun. Anything but breakfast is good for orange juice. I agree. And yeah, oh, also fun fact about the eating establishment. It was funny because um, the year it was established, 1972, that was the year my dad was born. So it was a funny connection. I think he was born in 1980. I like how you're just putting his birthday on the on the interwebs for everyone to No, I'm just searching at the eating establishment restaurant. Yep, 1972, that's right. Oh my god. Last meal, Chloe, or last last meals. things yes. to talk about. We had lots of chicken, fried chicken, baked chicken, and that was really it, it's different from the chicken we have here in the U.S. It's not as meaty. I think the chickens there are kind of skinny, <laughs> so there's less meat or less the chicken. They less have less antibiotics. Like maybe that's what a chicken's supposed to taste like, Chloe. We had true organic chicken exactly yes not as meaty but still tasted pretty similar to what we have here oh i i can't believe i forgot this at our little guest house for the entire week there are these stray little cats pesky little cats that would come they weren't afraid of people they would come like below us and just wait for us to drop food they were wild cats though no no not cute no not cute Okay. And you know when you think of a cat, you think of, like, a really fat house cat? 
Kind of. Like an American cat. These adult cats were like the size of American kittens. But kittens are so cute. But these just no, 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 no. The size, it's like the size of like a maybe. So they're very tiny. Six month old kitten with an adult face. Oh, so it's just like very small little animals. Just hanging Maybe out that's with what you like guys. true cats are supposed to look like. But the mini kittens, what I call them, the mini cats, cute. they were like the size of my hand. Wait, so they're actually like so small. That's actually so, like imagine just having a bunch of little dogs everywhere. No, 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 no. But cats is different. I know. You know, dogs for life, but I wouldn't be opposed to a cat, I guess. No, those cats are something else. I would love to see a picture. So, you stayed at the village of Sokpoi, and then did you go anywhere from there, or did you just... No, we stayed at the village um, the entire time. But one thing about the village that I really enjoyed was their fruit. Um, They all had super fresh fruit there. Um, we mostly had oranges, pineapples, watermelon. And the thing that's different about their fruit is that, like, you know how oranges are typically orange on the outside? Yeah. In Ghana, they're green on the outside. <gasps> that's but they're so ripe. cool. That's so, like, so cool. ripe green oranges. I wonder why it's, like, green. Maybe just, like, genetically different. Mm-hmm. But and there's also a, cool a mango orange. tree growing, like, right next to our I wonder base camp. if those mangoes would be different, too. All of the fruit that we had is super sweet. Um, The pineapples were super good. No sour pineapples. And watermelon, the seeds were huge. So did you not get... Did you have to, like, split them out? Yeah, but the fruit was super good. That sounds Super fresh, delicious. I love fruit. Refreshing. Check out our fruit tier episode if you haven't already. That's all I can remember from Ghana. Those are some very enjoyable meals. Yes, the food is super tasty there. Super authentic. How about day number last in Utah? Yes, last day. Um, It was at Park City of super powdery day, super fun. For dinner that day, we checked out this place called Hana Robin Bar. Um, And that place was super interesting because they made their own noodles for the ramen. Wait, is this your second ramen shop on that trip? This is my second ramen shop on the trip. Okay, so you're saying you're saying two ramen shops in Utah and zero in Seattle? Yeah, no way. That is correct. Um. Anyways, they had this cool like machine that made noodles, and was goals. The machine was goals. Like everybody should aspire to have a ramen noodle machine because it was so cool. Um. And yeah. I got the spicy tonkatsu, um, which had, like, pork broth, homemade noodles, and eggs, vegetables, all the jazz. Very solid. You know, after a skiing day, nice and warm. Um, we also got gyozas, which were also homemade, and this dish called takiyaki. Um, probably saying that wrong, but it's, like, this octopus batter street food dish. Um, and that was really cool to try because I've heard about it before and seen it in, like, videos and stuff, but I never got to try it. So that was a cool experience. Was it live? What? Was live? Octopus? No, it was not live. How was the ramen machine? What did that look like? I think it was very similar to a pasta machine. So, like, you would put the dough in and then make the dough and then it would roll out. So then you get this, like, flat sheet of dough and then they put it in again to, like, cut it. So I think there was like multiple inputs and multiple outputs to get was the it like ramen noodles. Flat ramen? No, it was just like 
the thin noodles. Oh, like the flat noodles. Yeah. No, it was not flat, I don't think. I actually don't even remember. It was more thin than flat. I'm pretty sure. Very tasty. A very fun experience. Yes, it was very fun. Any hot chocolates? We did have hot chocolate a couple times at the lodges. Very solid and warm. Love hot chocolate. And yeah, that was basically my Utah trip. It was super enjoyable, super ski-filled, and super glad that I got to go. Very fun. Well, I think that's a great way to wrap up this episode of Opposites Alike Midwinter Break Edition Version 2 Part 2. The longest name ever, but that was our second Opposites Alike, which is crazy. Um, So we're halfway through our Opposites Alike series, Chloe, because we only have two more years. That is so sad. That is so sad. Oh no, not quite. We have we still have spring break. Oh well, like yeah. I was thinking like halfway through. Yes, yes. Our yes. office is like midwinter break. Like we're only gonna do two more of these. Thank you for listening to this episode of Eating Adventures. Definitely check out our Instagram at Eating Adventures Podcast for some photos from this very cool trip. And you can also download Eating Adventures on all your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify. Apple Podcast and Amazon Music. You can also listen to us on Wednesdays at noon on KMIH 889 The Bridge.